Welcome back to another exciting edition of the Atomic Podcast with your host, Ethan Guzman. Today, Ethan's special guest, East Coast artiste, De La Vega. And now, from Twin Lakes, Wisconsin, the only man that blows up the news on a verbal scale, the one, the only, Ethan Guzman. Intellectual stimulation by way of mobile devices. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast. And here is your host of the show, Ephraim Guzman. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast, coming to you live from Twin Lakes, Wisconsin, where I blow up the news on a verbal scale. I am your host, Ephraim Guzman. My guest with me today, he is an artiste in the East Coast. You might have seen his work in a lot of different galleries. You might have seen, you might have went to his store in El Barrio. Ladies and gentlemen, De La Vega, how are you? Um... I'm moving along. I try, that's kind of how I live my life. I live one day at a time, one moment at a time. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, was um go, growing up in your early childhood, um, has art always been an important part of your life? Yes, I was a kid. Art has always been a big part of my life. I was always drawing as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, my father used to always teach me how to draw too. So I, I think it was something that was always encouraged, and my mom always encouraged it also. Yeah. Um. What is it about art that appeals to you? Like, what is it about the the pictures, the the moments that are captured in pen form, paint form? What is it? The moments that capture you? Like, what is it about it? You know, more recently, I've been using social media, mm-hmm. which um, it's a little depressing. Social media because I, I find that the people in general are lost. Mm-hmm. But I try I try to use social media as a way to inspire and a way to build. Um, with the people. I think people desperately need guidance during these times. Mm-hmm. Um, you, do you think social media has an effect more on the youth than the, than the adults? But usually nowadays, you know, social media is a gateway for, for good. It could be a gateway for bad. It just depends on the usage of it. But um, do you, are you like negative towards social media in that aspect? Or I'm not negative against social media. I, I'm for great communication okay i think we live in a time where i think people um are, are poor communicators right mm-hmm. that that has a lot to do with the education system parenting all types of things but i think that we live in a time where it is really imperative that people focus on learning how to build relationships mm-hmm. right yeah to build quality relationships if you're building relationships with all the wrong people, then as a community, there's no way for us to develop or to progress, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's, I'm saying it's, it's you know, it, it's a negative sword and it all depends on, to me, like, it depends on the individual. If you're susceptible to just being a person that's just stuck on social media and doesn't want to really deal with the outside world, or there's people that use it because they're just not people that communicate in person, um... Um, you say you don't really use it at all, but um, is there times where you use it? Do you feel like you get kind of hooked on it, or like you limit yourself to social media? Or no, I do, I do use it. Yeah, but I'm more, more recently I really believe in the idea of going out into the world mm-hmm. and re- really connecting with the people, connecting with new people, connecting with um. I think people need to see me. They mm-hmm. need to interact. So I go out into the world and I have lunch in different places. I talk to people. And visibility is really important, especially for an artist. 
Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, you know, I've when I lived in the East Coast in um, Manhattan, I've seen your work from construction sites, seen it in the, in the concrete floors, seen it in different places. You know, you had a store. I think you, do, you don't have the store no longer in the Upper East Side or in El Barrio? No, I don't have a store in Spanish Harlem. Um, recently, I've been focusing on different... I focused on the South Bronx. Okay. I focused, I focused on Harlem. Mm-hmm. I focused... And I'm focusing on Spanish Harlem, of course. And I also focus on the Upper East Side. So I'm bringing my message more directly to the people, and and particularly in these areas that I just mentioned. Yeah. Um. Do um the people that follow you do they get your messages or they're more, they're more like, you know, like you're like an enigma to some or like do they get do they get it or you figure sometimes people look at it and be like oh this is cool uh, I want to wear it as a shirt or whatever or do you think people understand the messages that you are putting out there? Um. Yeah. I, I, I'm understand what I'm doing. Not everybody understands some of the more, like for example, me promoting, uh, getting people to stay away from weed, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Getting young people to focus more on education. Those those kind of philosophies really require a little more effort and work because nobody wants to be told what to do, right? People yeah. say, you know, I live my life the way I want to live my life. And people have the right to do that. But mm-hmm. I'm more committed to the idea that we need to work together to develop the next generation of young people, the next generation of young leadership. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, well, what is it about, you know, everybody says, and it's true, that young people are our future. And, you know, there's a lot of people that are, you know, not conformed with the norm and they're segueing to different things that are healthy and not healthy. Um, what do you think as an artist... Um, well, I, I should say as a human being, what do you think could change the young people into getting, you know, into helping their community and becoming part of the, pro- of, the of the solution, not the problem? What, what do you think could, needs to happen? You know, I start with the young people around me, like the children around me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, simple things like just listening to them and getting them to speak. You know, when you get young people to speak, especially the little ones, you get them to speak and to listen, you listen to them, then you figure out, okay, I can help this situation, I can improve this situation by getting them to think. Young people need to think, right? If they're just watching the the, the nonsense that TV feeds them, mm-hmm. or that, uh, what are you calling these, these little things that Today's kids are on all these different, these different um, things. I just don't remember what, the, what you call them. You know what I'm talking about? What do you mean? It's like a pad. Uh, iPad? iPad, you mean? Probably. The kids are watching cartoons on. Yeah, the iPads. Yeah, like Apple iPads. Yeah. I see a lot of kids on those things. Yeah. So I, um, I'm, I'm aware of what's happening. Mm-hmm. And then I think, how do I interrupt this a little bit? You know, so the kids are forced to think, right? Mm-hmm. You don't want to make the make. You don't want to make the kids angry, right? Yeah. But you want to make them think. Mm-hmm. But you think as a you know you know to play devil to play devil's advocate, do you think it's hard because let's say they live in a single parent home or a two parent home, and like the parents are at work or they're out. And, you know, usually, you know, to back in the day, technology, you put a TV in front of your child to babysit your child or your child is watching 
all sorts of media from cartoons to soap operas or whatnot. And, you know, they use that as a distraction. Do you think it's the parents place to emphasize on the child? This what needs to be done. Like they don't have an example. Do you think it's also structured on the parents as well? The reality of today is that um, parenting has to be more of a, of a commitment from everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes one person can't do it themselves. But if you have a bunch of people involved in the process of raising powerful children, yeah. then um, it's, you don't see it as work. You see it as we're invested in educating these children, right? Yeah. So, and that takes work. It's not, a, it's not an easy role. You just don't say, oh, we're going to educate these children. And that's how it goes. No, it's a commitment. Some kids don't want to learn. Some kids are set in their ways. Mm-hmm. Some kids are set in their parents' ways. Yeah. Yeah. This, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's like if you tell a person, oh, stop smoking weed, they're not going to stop smoking weed if they've been doing that all their life, you know what I'm saying? It has to be like, oh, I have this job where they do a drug test, or I'm going to stop smoking weed for a couple of months, and then I'm going to go try to get this job, and, you know, it's also the environment, too, that they're living in. It's like, you know, you're associated with people that do all these things, and you want that, or you're hanging out with people that making they're making money this way, I'm going to do that, you're, having, you're hanging out with people that drink and smoke oh i'm gonna do that because that's what they do you know so it's a lot of influences that are not positive that i think they 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 latch on to that you know especially where you don't have a role model or a so-called role model or your parents who are not role models to you because they could either be on substances themselves so it's up to that person to you know either you find a role model or a role model finds you you know in, in the case you know of a lot of places that are you know that you know you're you're trying to find something that's not there, you know. You know, the, the, you know what's the biggest thing that I've learned is that you got to meet people where they are. Mm-hmm. You understand? Yeah. If you meet people where they are, and you observe them, and you just watch them, then little by little, you can in, you can in, like offer some new ideas and new ways of seeing things, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You can. You can't force change on people. You just have to meet them where they are and offer ideas along the way. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. We don't own these children. We don't own children. Mm-hmm. Children are owned by media. They're owned by parenting. Right? Mm-hmm. They're owned by bad philosophies. Mm-hmm. They're owned by religion. Mm-hmm. They're owned by... Right? Yeah. So it's our job to just understand what's happening in the world and offer good ideas to them. Yeah. Yeah. The world is always offer them bad ideas. Yeah. Right? If you offer a good ideas and you're a good listener to them, right? If you listen well to them, then they feel they feel empowered. That's the first if that's the first thing that we have to worry about, right? How to empower the next generation of young people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, this this really interests me in a very way, in a very powerful way, because I don't want to see. I don't. I, I I believe in the idea that we can generate, we can build a powerful leadership, right? A new a new vision for people. Mm-hmm. You understand? Yeah. Um. I, I, I do it best by offering simple ideas like 
overcome your dream. Be mindful even if your mind is full. Mm-hmm. You are your best investment. So I construct very, you know, small ideas, small philosophies that the people can digest. Mm-hmm. Let's you know, they're not, they're not intrusive. They're just, they're just good philosophies. Yeah. Let's talk about that because that's one of your catchphrases, become your dream. What does that mean to you? If anybody has never heard you talk about become your dream, what does become your dream mean to you? the ability to transform the world it means that you have the ability to construct something positive with your life mm-hmm. if your dream is to be let's say um an artist a musician a dancer a lawyer whatever your dream is is that you have the ability to construct that reality right mm-hmm. most most people are trained to go to college to come out and look for a job mm-hmm. right yeah you also have the ability to say, you know what, I don't want to work for this machine. I want to work for myself. Mm-hmm. Right? I learn how to create self-employment. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's a, that's a difficult one. That's not an easy road. Mm-hmm. But I believe that we can build a generation of people that are committed to self-employment. Mm-hmm. And that takes time. It doesn't happen overnight. It takes time. Mm-hmm. You know, because everybody... You know, not I want. I don't want to say everybody because that's generalizing. But a lot of people figure, oh, I want to be this, I want to be that. You know, it, it should just be handed to me. You know, uh, can I just grab the brass ring? And you're right. It takes a lot of hard work and it takes a lot of dedication. You know, everybody conforms to the norm. And you know, I want to be. Uh, I'll just be a postman, or I'll 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 work at a retail store and become manager. And you know, there's nothing wrong with that if that's what you, that's your end goal. That's nothing wrong with that. But if you know you're meant for something else, and you know you want to achieve more, then you know you have to have the hutzpah to get out there and try for it. And it's gonna be hard, and you know you're gonna fail more times than you succeed. But if that's a vision that you have, a lot of young people out there, if that's a vision that they, if they want to be an artist, they want to be they, they want to be an actor, they want to be, you know, they want to change the world, a politician or something. You know, it, it dreams can be achieved, but you know, it, it's hard coming from the area where you're in the inner city and you know you see all these places where you know you're watching TV and people who live in the suburbs and 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 you know the um, LES, Lower East Side or Wall Street, you're like, oh, I, I can never achieve that. I can never achieve that because they don't have any inspiration for that. That's a goal that either you get inspired or you have to set upon yourself, you know. So that's, in a way, it's like kind of a catch-22, but it's like a tricky situation for people when they're not, I don't know, they don't have any influences like that. So, you know, becoming your dream is a big statement and, you know, it's it's a powerful statement and, you know, you... You know, you are where you're at now because you followed your goals and, you know, you had inspirations all around you. Um, what do you think kids nowadays who really don't have influences, what, what can they do? Like, how, how can they get inspired? Listen to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's not much. There's, I guess there's inspiration out there. I don't see, I don't run into much inspiration myself, but... I do notice that, you know what's the biggest challenge today? I'll tell you, Yvonne. Yeah. The biggest challenge today is that... This is one recently that I've been dealing with. Okay. A lot of the people around me um, are suffering from sickness, uh, cancer, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. There's a, that's a lot. There's a, that's a world that's kind of more recently surrounded me. Mm-hmm. 
you when you're affected by cancer, people feel powerless against cancer, right? They, yeah. It's a scary, it's a scary thing. Yeah. Right. And I try to encourage. I try to offer people hope during this time because I know people. This is it's a scary. This is a scary one. But I believe with the right discipline, if you're learning from the right people, some of these things you can fight. Mm-hmm. That's been my more recent interest, you know. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm a great, a big observer of uh, what's happening among our people. Yeah. Yeah, you know, right. yeah, you know, cancer is a cancer, AIDS, any illness is, is is something that we feel weak because that's something we can't overcome. That's something that's just there and. You know, it affects, you know, I had a uncle who passed from cancer and it's just like, you know, you're just watching somebody wither away and, you know, if you don't have good insurance, you can't afford certain medical stuff that a person who has the ability to buy it can. So it's, it's almost like a catch 22, you know, it's like, you know, you can, you know, if depending on your insurance, depending if you have good insurance, you can get this. If you don't, you get the generic version of this. So it's a lot of variables when it comes to situations like that, dealing with life and death. And, you know, I think as humans, as people, we like to be in control of situations. Something that's out of our control is just, you know, we put it up there and we give it to the Lord, whatever your beliefs are. You know, you, you, know, you pray, you have faith, you know, you, the Quran, the Bible, whatever your faith is, you know, you give it to a higher power. So it's, 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 it's crazy how society is nowadays, but, you know, there's a lot of things that are going on in the world that you know we just don't have control over and we just got to give it to a higher power I think you always have control over these things you mean like cancer like cancer and stuff like that and AIDS and uh, you have control over some of these things first of all you can control perhaps right uh-huh the thing the things that may lead to some of these things like smoking mm-hmm eating habits yeah um there are things that you can do eating you know you try to eat to eat well yeah the things that you can do right mm-hmm. um and then cancer can hit somebody unexpectedly and you think say wow this person was doing all the right things and they ended up with cancer okay but once once you confront once you confront that reality yeah you need to you need to talk to people that have gone through it, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe they have solutions to some of these problems. Some people, some people, if you just reach out to the people around you, some people will guide you, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. To take cancer as a death sentence is the wrong approach. The right approach is to to ask the people around you to once you've been you have once you have, let's say you have cancer. Mm-hmm. Now, talk to the people around you. Maybe people have ways of confronting cancer. Yeah. Right? If, mm-hmm. you, if you see it as a death sentence immediately, mm-hmm. it's the, it's a, that's a, the wrong approach. Because mm-hmm. people, there are people out there that have gone through cancer mm-hmm. and they know how to, to fight against cancer. They know how to... to take care of themselves. Cancer does not have to be a death sentence. 
I guess, well, I guess depending on the stage also, right? Like, you could have, depending that, on what stage is as well? Yeah, that, 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 you, that is true. But you could be, you, there's, there's chances that you could be at the, at a, that you could have caught it late. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. You didn't, you didn't, you didn't catch it on time. There's chances that you could still fight, even if you catch it late, because of, of ignorance. Mm-hmm. There are people that don't know they're dealing with cancer. They don't know what's happening inside their body. And nobody told, nobody ever taught them. Yeah. That, you know, this is probably cancer. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. If you're a young person and you have a bump somewhere, you figure, okay, let me let me check this out. Let me go to the pharmacy. Let me speak to somebody. Maybe they can help me figure this out. Yeah. But if you have the people around you that have been through some of this stuff, then they can guide you. Yeah. You know, and a, yeah, and a lot of things too. A lot of, a lot of people, Latinos or whatever, white, whatever. A lot of people hate going to the doctors because they figure, oh, I'm gonna go to the doctor. The doctors are gonna get me sick. That's like that mentality too, like that old school mentality. Like I only go to the doctor if I'm really, really sick. I'm not going over there because if I go to the doctor and I'm sick, they're gonna they're gonna give me they're gonna give me the virus or something. Or if I go get a root canal, they're gonna fuck up the rest of my teeth. You know, there's people that have that mentality like that. Like, oh, oh I can't go to the doctor. I only go if I, I'm really desperate. A lot of people don't even check themselves out. I know people that been to the doctor once in their life and, and that was because they went with their mom and dad and like when they're adults now they don't even go to the doctor because they just like they're scared of the doctor it's crazy i'm gonna i'm gonna end this conversation on this on this note okay okay i don't know if you know this but my mother died recently did you know that yes i did sorry to hear that. my mother died yeah. my mother died recently and um i have a picture of my mom Right before I leave the apartment, right, mm-hmm. I look at her. I look at her every morning, every night. If I get up to the bathroom, I look at her. I touch the photograph because in my mind, my mother's still here. Mm-hmm. You understand? Yeah. She left me with so much wisdom to guide me through this journey. So I'm never alone, right? Mm-hmm. I'm always tapping into my mother's wisdom. What would my mom have done? What would her approach have been? Mm-hmm. My father died also a while ago, and I also say to myself, what would my father have done? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So we have this powerful wisdom that has been handed down to us, mm-hmm. and that's put there to teach us, to guide us to the next steps. You understand? Mm-hmm. So if I have a final message for you, is focus on the wisdom that your parents share with you. There's a lot of treasure there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. And um, um. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was gonna say um, I was just gonna give you one final question for, um for you yeah. um, what would the De La Vega of today tell the De La Vega of yesterday? Oh, fuck himself. <laughs> 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 really? <laughs> totally. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Enough said. Thank you so much, my friend. <laughs> And I hope everybody out there was intellectually stimulated by way of mobile devices. Have a good one, folks. <laughs>